0: Welcome to the True Face Podcast. This week, we are continuing in this great subject of friendship, which Jesus initiated mm-hmm. in the theology of Jesus, in which he moved us from what the Old Testament folks knew to what he now introduces in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I wonder if we can continue on those uh, scriptures from mm-hmm. twelve to seventeen, David. Maybe you read those again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll refresh. Here we go. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, so that you will love one another.
2: Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful portion, just kind of enjoying it. John, last time you ended with that statement that we don't make Jesus Lord, I I just think I have to start there because because of this reality. It's just how many messages are pounded into people. You've got to make Jesus Lord of your life. No, 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 no. You don't make Jesus Lord. Mm -hmm. Jesus is Lord. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: You have to accept the reality of who he really is. But the one who says, I am Lord and Master, has a plan for the relationship. He's the one who wants it to be a friendship. And, uh, Bruce, you just said it from last time. This, This reality, the Jewish rabbi, the Jewish leader, was Master. You, you followed that master. He directed every step. And now these disciples have a master who say, no longer call me that. Because really, because of who you now are, in this new reality of God's kingdom, let's consider this reality. The one who is Lord wants a relationship of friendship. It's we we read it so much. We're just used to it, right? It's like, okay, yeah, big deal. No, huge, huge deal. The God of the universe is asking us to be his friend. We sing the song, what a friend we have in Jesus. Most people don't have any context for the significance of those words.
1: And that could be because when we think of friendships, we don't think of committed. We don't think of any of the healthy context of what friendships could be, much less that Jesus is demonstrating that he first initiated friendship, that that is a significant thing about love. And so when we think about friends, we think, oh, well, those are people we can take or leave, take advantage of, not you know, whatever, you know. And so friendship, this elevates – even the concept of what is friendship
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. so this, this whole issue of friendship from Jesus and back to Jesus makes me think about why is it that there are so many folks that I know that we come to visit uh, who don't have this friendship they, they long for this friendship uh, with one another let alone the Lord and uh, there's something that's pervasively missing. Mm-hmm. It's prevalent. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots and lots of men and women don't have
3: this kind of friendship. Yes, what is that? Mm-hmm. What causes that? I'm going to listen to you guys because I'm going to be teaching on this in a couple of weeks. And I'm going <laughs> to have a little something to throw out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so if you hear a repeat of the podcast and uh, open doors to <laughs> going uh, Way to go,
2: John. You know, Bruce, uh, I know it sounds because we say said so many times. It's a theology problem. Mm-hmm. It's a theology problem. How many times have any of us come across a leader in crisis and their first words often are, I don't have a person in my life I could tell. How many right. times? Right. That's a theology problem. Because their theology is not relational. The theology of Jesus is all relational. And they don't know it. They don't know what they're saying. They don't know the background of it. But in fact, they're saying my relationship with god is not what i thought it would be but i don't know how to tell you that and therefore i don't bear the fruit of that relationship in It's my an, relationship with you it's an identity problem too it, it's, it's
3: saying i don't think i'm secure in my love with my father i don't think that he won't throw me under the bus. I don't think that, right. it, that I'm a good person at the end. I think hey. I'm a saved sinner, not a saint. Uh, who's, uh, so because of that, if you knew the worst about me, you would eventually minimize me or marginalize me, and I would feel shame, and I would feel pity. So I can't let you know. I have to come to you with my... It's why that insane thing that we hear about all the time of pastors unable in their own community to tell their stuff, they have to meet with other pastors four counties away. <laughs> exactly. yeah.
1: Wait, so you guys are saying it mm-hmm. doesn't say these things I command you, that you stay away from all relationship and keep yourself cognitively above all others, it so that there. you may yeah. experience yes, right.
2: the it Lord? That's where the wisdom of those people comes from, David. You have to read that email. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh,
1: okay. Gosh, you guys teach me so much. <laughs> you
2: know, part of, part of what we were just reflecting on is this. You know, if I can't trust God with me, hmm. I am never going to trust God with me. That's
3: right. <clears throat> just
2: bank on that. That's right. And and Bruce, part of that is that reality. That's right. They're, they are leaders who haven't really ever trust God with who they really are.
1: Yeah. I was talking to a friend recently, and uh, she was saying that just in the short amount of time that uh, she was thinking about these concepts and and being more open All of a sudden, other people were being far more open and it was a little awkward but that – it's that concept of when you're open with someone, when you treat somebody with that respect that you give more of your life to them, it tends to open other people up. It tends to make them feel like, hey, you're a safe person. You're a person who I can maybe talk about something more than just how great I am or – or whatever interests we may have in common, or community events, or whatever.
2: Amen. David. There's another phrase in this portion that, um, to me, is really significant in relationship to our relationship with God and even to a principle of leadership. It says, "You did not choose me, but I chose you." And that that to me is really important for this reason. So many times we want to believe we are the initiator in our relationship with God. We are never the initiator. In our relationship with God, He is always the initiator. If I could learn that in my head and in my heart, it changes so much of the way I think biblically. It's back to one of our basic premises, to please or to trust God. Way back there. My attempts to please God makes me the initiator. My assumption that somehow I chose Jesus makes it my initiative. No, he chose me. And he goes on to say here, and he chose me with purpose in mind. Significant, significant purpose in mind. And the fruit of our relationships will in fact honor his purpose in
3: us. Halt his influence in us for the benefit of others. And Verse 13 really plays that out. Greater love has no one than this, that he lays down his life for his friend. That the nature of this love is so sacrificial. Mm. That that, that it truly is a life that we can live where we no longer are preoccupied with all of our needs getting met. But I get to lay down my life for the benefit of others. That's it. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And some of you friends might be out there like me whose minds just went blank trying to contemplate what Bill was saying about God being the initiator and being like, wow, that's a big thought. (laughs) Uh, So if you're right there, me too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we can't share everything that we'd like to on these podcasts because of the time limitations and all. In because so, of and because the FCC Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
1: They've been cracking down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my goodness. And, and
0: especially on the, on the big podcasts oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you're getting this so you hits, get so exposed. Can, yeah. yeah. I was thinking that um, <laughs> there is a chapter in The Cure, all on friendship, chapter six in The Cure. In fact, John, some real fodder for preaching. Oh, I'll be reading opposite. straight yeah, from it uh, two weeks from there, now. There you yes, go. yes that uh, some of you may uh, enjoy reading again in the context of this John
3: 15 powerful passage. We'll see you next week. Or two weeks from now at a small church. (laughs)